Buckle up your pant legs, zip up your hats, and get ready to go absolutely apeshit on some data illusions because they can't feel anything. It's time for Sounds About Life, a podcast for the last time about Kingdom Hearts Recoded. I'm Sam. I'm Drew. What did you think of this ending? Well, I think that, you know, I've got Hurt, but... Hurt is good, except for when Hurt maybe makes you go to darkness. But maybe Hurt is trying to remember people that you lost, and maybe that's good, but maybe it's bad? I don't know. That's what I think about this episode. Did you think that they said Hurt enough times? Uh, I think they could have squ- squeezed it in there a few more times, please. Mm-hmm. Maybe they could have they could have called it Castle Hurt Oblivion just for this one this one <laughs> part of this one game. It would have been nice for them to throw like pain in there once or twice, but they just kept saying, "Yeah, hurt. you know, I feel like there's a number of words for the concept that they were trying to talk about, and maybe the normal thing to do would be to use different words like sadness or emptiness or something, but no, just suffering, hurt. heartache, hurt, 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 hurt." It's starting to sound like me after I watched the Doctor Who Day of the Doctor special, and I was cheering for John Hurt's great acting. <laughs> hurt, 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 I said on the podcast that week. Yeah, I remember that. It was mostly just you saying that. <laughs> and I think you could have said, like, John or War Doctor, but you just kept saying Hurt instead. Hurt, 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 uh, All hurting aside, I do really like how this game ends yeah it's interesting for sure it's it's interesting it gets me excited about what's gonna come next and it answered some questions satisfactorily i yeah although i uh-oh. oh can you not hear me no that was an uh-oh of i hope you're not about to criticize my favorite game oh uh yeah although the really big things are things I felt like I already knew, but the characters just didn't yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I already knew from the games we had watched. Mm-hmm. But um, I suppose, I guess, suppose we'll figure out what you're talking about as we get into it. <laughs> uh, well, we begin. Uh, we begin. God, I said a lot of wrong things. Oh, here we go. Apology tour. It's time for my very own apology tour. I said a lot of things about this being like a bonus episode or something. That's not true. I don't know where I heard that. None of that was true. Okay. This is just the normal style final episode of Kingdom Hearts Coded. I don't know what I was thinking about. Was it not in the original mobile version? Is that, uh, is I think that it was. Thing? Oh, okay. I so it wow. was. Okay. Although I'm saying that now, so I'm probably wrong about that too, just for good measure. Cool, cool, but, cool. <laughs> uh, this the beginning of this part is great because it follows up seconds after uh se- seemingly I don't know if there's supposed to be any amount of time passing but last time it ended with Sora and Riku uh losing their memories and then Sora pops up on the screen and says thanks for everything guys wahoo and then we like fade to black and we fade back from black and Goofy is like Hey, we never solved the mystery about the message. <laughs> yeah, I think there's been no time. I think Goofy just realized, wait a minute, the game's not over. Wait, the plot, we didn't do it. <laughs> uh, but then Riku appears on the screen and says, guys, adore." before I even say what Riku says, 
I had not noticed before that the the monitor that they're watching Data Riku on has like seven camera angles on him. <laughs> Did yeah. you notice that? Yeah, you got to get every good, uh, you know, you want all the angles of Riku. He looks, he what if looks I want to like... see the left side of his chin saying this line? Right. We got you covered. Yeah, he, he tells them that there's a, a new door to a new world that opened up, and he guesses that someone must have added this door once the rest of the data was restored. And they they start talking about, oh, well, we can have Sora go there. But Sora doesn't remember anything. He lost his memories. And this is what I was talking about last time, about something that Nomura said uh, to explain this. Uh, and I have a, a, why does Sora not have his memories, but Riku does? And this is Nomura's answer. This is translated from the Recoded Ultimania. Uh, shout out to the user from a now defunct website called Heart Station, uh, Olivia, and to KH Insider for archiving this, because otherwise it would be completely gone forever. Wow. Quote, I mean, gone forever. I mean, the books still exist, but they're in Japanese. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, right, right. Datasora became an existence whose purpose was to go about debugging. So at the point in time when he had completely debugged the data, his memories were gone. In Data Riku's case, it existed in the main data even without the Jiminy journal itself being erased, and since its purpose was to solve the mystery first written in the journal, it couldn't fulfill it until the debugging was complete. Once the mystery was solved, it too would lose its memories. Okay. It's funny because Riku just goes, I'm in a different partition in the game. He does say something about, like, my partition is safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we wiped I don't. We... I don't like it when they, they use words that are, like, a little bit too real in tech. Yeah, yeah they're like, we, I wiped the Sora partition, but mine? All good. If, if Data Riku starts talking about kernels, I'm out of here. <laughs> but... Yeah, I guess that's how it works, is that these specific avatars were created for specific purposes, so they're able to retain their memories until those purposes are fulfilled, I guess. Uh, I I mean, okay, sure. I can buy it's that. It's weird, though, because a lot of what we see throughout this part is that Datasora, even though he doesn't remember anything... He has the memories in him, which, you know, that's classic Kingdom Hearts stuff. It is. I, it is really strange to me, you know, because before you came in and said, no, this was always the ending. It did feel like to me um, that this came out like way afterward as like, yeah, they changed their mind. Because why would you wipe Sora's memories just to (laughs) bring him back and then wipe his memories some more? Yeah. I, I think that might be why I always assumed that this was, like, kind of added on later. And I guess I don't know what the writing process was. Maybe they did write it episode by episode. But, yeah, I don't know. It's... I, I, I guess I guess we could talk more about it when we get into that stuff. But uh, Riku says, yeah, we can't send Sora to this new world if he doesn't know what's going on. And Mickey says, I have an idea. Can you bring me back into the datascape one last time? And it turns out that his idea is to tell Sora to go there. Yep. Thereby solving the problem. <laughs> and Mickey's gonna give him a pep talk, basically. Yeah, I guess I guess that's what 
he, Riku, Riku's like, you can't send him there if he doesn't know what's going on. And Mickey's like, okay, well, then I'll tell him what's going on and then send him there. <laughs> Problem solved. Uh, we get, once again, Sora wakes up in Traverse Town and gets his head smashed against a brick wall by Pluto. Yeah, Pluto's uh, there being gross and jumping around. Mickey's doing a cool pose where he's looking away from the camera and he says, it's time for the truth. I did like his cool pose. He loves to do a cool pose. I like this part because uh, it's kind of like Mickey is sort of speed running the plot of the game from earlier in the game. But he's just like, we can't go through all of this. Sora, please just solve the mystery. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That is that is basically what happens. I cannot possibly go through all of the things that are going on right now. I already did that to, with you earlier. There's a mystery and you're the only one who could solve it. And I'm like a friend from another world. Okay. Sora's like, all right. Yeah, that's obviously good enough for Sora. Sora just summons his keyblade and he's like, a keyblade? And Mickey's like, yeah, come on, Sora, keep up. We, we Let's keep this thing moving. All right. Yeah. People aren't going to, people aren't going to be into this that many times, Sora. We just, we just got to move along, bud. This is like our fifth rehash. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Mickey sees Sora summon his Keyblade and says, like, even if you've lost your memories, the power is still there in your heart. So that's, I think that's what they're getting at with the, he lost his memories, but he still kind of has the memories, even if he can't access them. Because they may have reset his memories, but he did develop a data heart over the course of this journey, and it's still, it's still in there. Yeah, so that, fair enough. And that seems that seems right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they open a keyhole and it takes them to Castle Oblivion. Or it takes Sora to Castle Oblivion. Mickey is not here. Right, yeah. Okay, yes. And there's a, there's a guy in a black coat who introduces himself as nobody. And he says, uh, to find is to lose and to lose is to find. Hey, I remember that. Did you immediately clock who this was? Uh, I thought it was Riku. But nope, nope, I guess not. Nope. I figured. Oh, yeah, I figured out who it is at the very end of this, but I did not immediately figure out who it was. Yeah, I the again, this they, they got me with this uh, with Riku's voice acting where it it just was like a little more muted than I expect from Riku. So it really threw me off. Yeah, this is this is, of course, a voice that we've heard many times. But I when I watched this originally, I did not clock it for the longest time. Yeah, and I think it's because he's not talking in the way he normally would. Right, he's he's just talking in kind of a low voice and not doing a video game voice. Yeah. <laughs> um. So he hands Sora uh, a Destiny Islands card and tells him to find the truth that sleeps, and he disappears, which he will be doing a whole lot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of characters disappearing in this part of the game. That's um, for sure. <laughs> this is kind of interesting. I don't know if this is if this is exactly what it was, but we see uh, the insides of the Castle Oblivion memory rooms, but it feels like we're seeing what it actually looks like with without the magic affecting it. That yeah. was how I interpreted it. Yeah, yeah, because you, you do just see a lot of, like, Sora talking and you don't hear anything, and I guess that's just what it looks like if someone's actually watching what goes on in one of those rooms. Right, just like featureless white walls with sort of projections of the world that it's representing. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Yeah, kind of cool. Uh, so, Black Coat guy 
tells him that this card contains the data that they fixed from the journal, which means that he'll be able to see data illusions of the people from that world. Uh, Sora, of course, doesn't understand, and Black Coat Guy just says, oh, looks like you lost your memories. Oh, well, that's fine. Keep going. <laughs> no problem. I mean, this is Sora we're talking about. It it wouldn't really have made that much of a difference if he did understand. <laughs> right. No, totally. He's going to go anyway. Um, yeah. It's funny because Riku had an apology tour. This character has a Sora bullying tour instead. Yeah, and it's an attempted uh, Sora torture tour. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> where because Sora just he basically to says tortured. he basically says, you know, Sora, these aren't real. These are just data creations that are illusions of people. So you can do whatever you want to them. Yeah, be a sicko, Sora. You can just walk right up to the Queen of Hearts and just start smashing her face in with your keyblade. It doesn't matter. And Sora predictably is like, what? Why would I? Why would I do that? <laughs> I will say, the first time I watched this, I remember my reaction to this part was like, okay, I feel like we're getting a little more interesting, but also this is such a weird proposition <laughs> to make to Sora. Yeah. In what world would Sora ever be like, huh, I guess there's no reason I shouldn't just start kicking ass. Yeah, it's like, this is going to be that scene in Metal Gear Rising where he's like, you're Jack the Ripper. And he's like, you're right. I do like to kill. <laughs> Which would, Sora, have which you would, ever heard? That would be Sora admitting his true nature. Sora, have you ever heard of a Flash game called Virtual Buddy? <laughs> you can you can put a, a little George W. Bush face on a little gray guy and start throwing grenades at him. It's hilarious. <laughs> well, gosh, I, I guess I'll give it a shot. <laughs> black coat guys just like here just gives him a box of grenades <laughs> start throwing these at your friends from the destiny islands they're not even real and i i guess it does turn out this black coat guy doesn't actually want sora to do any of that yeah it's it's a little unclear what he actually wants versus what his role is here because he he's 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 mad he's not having a good time Right. Um, but yeah, he tells Sora, do whatever you want to these illusions, and Sora sees Titus Waka and Selfie appear. I don't remember the details of this part of the game, but what I do remember is that each one of these memory worlds is like a different little gameplay section, and you can I think you can get like different outcomes. Huh. If I remember correctly, it's like selfie says that she like saw a monster on the beach or something and you can like choose to believe her or not believe her and you can get like a better outcome if you're nice to them or something like that oh so you can be mean to them it's not not really mean like it doesn't give you the opportunity to just like start swinging your keyblade at them right but it i guess it's it's more about like how true you are to sora's like actual relationships with these characters. Like I think in the Traverse Town one, I'm pretty sure it tests you on whether you know which one is Huey, Dewey, and Louie. That's funny. Yeah. I don't I don't know what actual impact any of this has, but um I mean, like Black Coke guy says, none. none <laughs> it doesn't right. matter. It doesn't matter. None of this matters actually. 
But yeah, much much like the Riku Apology Tour last time, there's going to be a lot of Sora talks to characters, then Black Coat Guy shows up. Although this time, actually, after Titus Waka and Selfie vanish, we get Data Riku for the last time. Oh, right, yeah. This is weird because I thought it was an illusion at first. Right, that But I don't sense. think it was. No, I don't think so either. Uh, mm. He says that he, he's he got... Oh, yeah, because he also he has his hood on, I think, the whole time. Yeah. Which is weird. But um, he tells Sora that he can help him find a hidden truth. And he shows Sora a vision. And I think we actually saw this in Kingdom Hearts 1. Riku at the top of Big Ben uh, in the Neverland world that is London... Uh, and Kyrie unconscious behind him. Right, yeah. I think we did see that. Uh, and Data Riku tells Sora, uh, he, he gives him sort of a, a clue because he's like, you saved the two of us in real life. What did Kyrie and I have in common? And what did you feel? And, uh, then he immediately loses patience and just tells Sora the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's just like, oh, forget it. We we were we were experiencing hurt, and Sora's like, well, if my friends were hurting, of course I would help them. And Riku says, that's exactly what you would do, and it's what you'll do again. Yeah, and there's no twist. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he really a lot of this is Sora data Sora being given perspective on things that real Sora has done or will do so that it can be reported back to real Sora about how it went, which is a little bit uh, circuitous, I'll say. Yeah, a little strange. Riku, you know, says, like, the road ahead will be painful, just stay true to yourself, you'll be fine, etc. And then he disappears for real this time. And I guess that means that his memories will get deleted. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> you know, I, I, I said a tearful goodbye to Jiminy's Journal's Avatar Data Riku once. I can't do it again. <laughs> yeah, I only have so many tears to shed. <laughs> uh, so Black Coat Guy appears in the hallway and says, Did you have fun talking to the ghosts? And Sora's like, Those are my friends! And he says, Oh, Yeah. If you're such good friends, what are their names? And Sora's like, uh, well, well, they're still my friends. There's shorts, bo- shorts boy, shorts boy, yeah, ball boy, ball boy, rope girl, and hair girl, yeah, yes. So he passes the test. <laughs> and they reiterate once again memories you'll keep forgetting, etc. And Sora says for the first time of, I think, 15 times this part, uh, even if I don't remember what happened in that room, I know that it's important, and I know that I'll remember them in the end because I hang on to the feelings that I have or something. Yeah. he's He doesn't start talking about hurt yet, right? Not just yet. Okay. Uh, but you can see Black Coat Guy, like, coiled like a spring. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he gives him more cards, uh, and he says, unlike that last world where it had your friends from the Destiny Islands, these next worlds are going to be people that you've never met. 
so you can extra do whatever you want to them because not only are they data illusions, but they're also data illusions of people that you don't know. Oh, I have I have his exact line written down here. The truth would be wasted on them, so why bother? They're only there until they're not. Do you see where I'm going with this? You can break the little hearts they don't have, then forget it. You don't have a heart. It's 100% guilt-free. Yeah, this this feels... It's like some Spec Ops The Line stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's a game of Skyrim after you've saved for the night. Right, yeah. <laughs> don't you just want to go apeshit in solitude? Don't you want to see what happens if you step up onto the place where they were executing that guy? <laughs> yeah, it's... I. It's a funny concept. I mean, I guess it's more interesting than the fact that you can actually be kind of mean because like, yeah, in story, it's like, well, Sora, given the choice, is never going to choose to be mean, even if he's told that's not going to affect anybody. Yeah, I don't think it's that you can be like mean to them. I think it's more that you like let them down by not solving their mysteries correctly or whatever, their Uh, puzzles, whatever it might be. Oh, okay. So you can't just go in and start like. Like, tying their shoes together and pushing them over and stuff like that. <laughs> you cannot give Alice in Wonderland a swirly. Oh, that's too bad. That'd be a that'd be a more interesting game. <laughs> you cannot show the Cheshire Cat a cucumber or a banana. Oh, that'd be way too cruel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he, like, arches his back really weird and backs away, but his head stays in place. Right. <laughs> his body walks away without him. Um, but yeah, Sora is just like... Why would I do that? <laughs> Which is a very good point. Yep. But apparently it's it's a very, very good point because, yeah, Sora is like, what would be the point of hurting them even if they're not real? It would just hurt me to do it. And Black Coat Guy is like, ah, you've arrived at the first question. Good luck. It wasn't a question. What would what would be the point of hurting someone if, oh, if yeah, they're not guess, real? Yeah. Oh, it's I a see. very yeah. specific question. Yeah, okay. All right, fine um so sora is like he's excited though he's like oh i can't wait to meet all these new friends that i've never met before uh he meets sid huey dewey and louie and then back in the hallway i mean that's really all there is to say about about that part Mm -hmm. in in the cutscene movie it's literally just a scene of him silently talking to the four of them and then they disappear yep so he he goes back into the hallway afterwards and he can't he can't remember them but he knows that he met them and he knows that he liked talking to them and he's like the fact that i have forgotten them it it makes my heart ache but the fact that it hurts means that i i still remember them on some level so if i just keep moving forward maybe i'll remember them yeah which is i i like this concept that they're setting up regardless of how many times they say hurt um (laughs) yeah but yeah i do like the idea just of like you know the emotions you have do sometimes linger after memories go away and Mm -hmm. it is just like sometimes that's the key to like because i think that happens to people you forget something but then you're in a time and place or you smell something or whatever and you remember a thing you you forgot you knew you know and so i think that's a cool idea i like i like that you think you think back to a certain point in your life and feel painfully cringe and embarrassing 
But you don't remember what you did. You just know that it's bad. Oh, you mean the number one kind of memory. The The main memory. The main memory. The cringe memory. Yeah, I've got that one. That one does hurt, for sure. It does. This is what true hurt feels like. (laughs) Uh, He goes to Wonderland next. Uh, I I did want to say, the Queen of Hearts has never looked so happy. I noticed that. I'm like, why is she, like, friends with... Uh, data Sora. Why did why did they even give her like a smiling talking animation? <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised they even had that one in the chamber, but uh So back in the hallway, Sora gets taunted once again. Is is there anything really to say about this? It we get the same conversation a number of times. No, there's not much to say. I mean it's just like he keeps getting taunted, keeps being told about hurt. He does start getting told about how the hurt will make him turn to darkness. Are we starting to get to the point where he's like, you might, you need to like release it or you'll go, or you'll turn to darkness. Yeah, that's the next one. That's after he goes to Olympus Coliseum. And yes, black coat guy is like, do you really think that carrying around this gnawing feeling in you is going to lead you to some big cathartic moment of remembering everyone and Sora's like yes I do that, that yeah, is that, exactly what I think thank that, you correct that's what I believe <laughs> and black coat guy just laughs at him and says hey do you remember what I said when you got here about to find is to lose and to lose is to find because like that's what's going on here and you don't seem to quite understand that <laughs> uh yes this is where he says uh you lost your memories and what you found was hurt. And by deciding that the hurt is the key to the memories, you've let it own you. And the hole in your heart will only grow until the darkness uses it to claim you. Doesn't seem true, but interesting. Yeah, I think, I think again, I think he's being tested more than we're supposed to take any of that at face value. Yeah. Although Sora does. He's like, well, that's a risk I'll, I'm willing to take, basically. Yeah, you know, he's he's already become a heartless once. <laughs> That's good. Well, he doesn't remember that. This this version doesn't know that. Oh my god, imagine if it happened again. He didn't he didn't know that it happened once and it happens again and now there's another Roxas. Another Roxas, another data heartless eating dark data, another nominee. I mean, oh, hey, yeah. problem solved, I guess. Yeah, there we go. Oh no, we we had to get rid of Roxas and nominee. Well, now they're back. Now they're back. And now we just had to make Sora heartless again and then have Kyrie give the Shadow Heartless a hug. Yeah. If it worked once, I don't see why it wouldn't work again. Uh, but Sora is like, was this all just a trick to lure me into darkness? And he goes, yes. And he disappears. <laughs> uh, Aladdin time. Moving on. He Black Coat Guy returns and says, you know, it's not too late to run. And this is where, for the first time, we see his face under the hood. And it is, in fact, Roxas's face. Oh. It's yeah. Roxas. It's Roxas. They don't show you his whole face, but you can deduce from the amount of face you see. It, all, it does always look a little bit funny seeing the face under the hood. It happens so rarely that whenever we do see the face, it looks a little doofy. Yeah, I would love it if you like looked back and Sora's holding a little flashlight up so he can see the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it is it is just a black silhouette, the same black silhouette whenever we can't see the face. Yeah. <laughs> um so yes, he tells Sora, this is the first time that this comes up, is you you have a choice here because 
you think that following this feeling of hurt will lead you to the memories that that are hurting you that you can't remember them but it's just going to drag you into darkness however you could just choose to throw it away and not care if you if you just write off of these memories and say i'll never remember these people it doesn't matter i don't care you can just forget about how it hurts and how it makes you feel so sad and lonely and then you don't have to worry about it yeah which most people would probably say yes to that but sora would never say yes to that uh-huh no <laughs> never yeah uh yeah, he he gives Sora a choice: the lost memories and the hurt that comes with them, or the freedom of forgetting. And Sora looks at the last card, the Hollow Bastion card, and he says, "Do I really want to go meet and forget a new friend? Will the darkness really take over me?" No, no, I don't think that. <laughs> no, I'm fine. Actually, no. Uh, he he does start to he does start to question what he's doing. He he wonders, would it really be better if I do just let go of it and forget everyone? But then Mickey Mouse shows up and says, "Hi, <laughs> you're fine." Yeah, which is uh, is this is a callback to Chain of Memories, right? Because doesn't doesn't Sora get, almost give up at one point, and then like Mickey's light shows up and convinces him not to. Uh, that was Riku, actually. Oh, it was Riku. Okay, okay, it happened to Riku, but okay. Yeah, so that was Riku that. when he was, like, floating in the void of darkness with uh, Ansem. That's right. Okay. Yeah, and then we got the great line, Meddlesome King! <laughs> right. Okay, I remember now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Mickey arrives. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. Mickey is not actually here, but he his voice uh, manages to reach Sora. And Sora, like, catches him up on what's going on and says, what do you think I should do? And Mickey says, well, are you? do you really think that you're okay with letting go of people that you've forgotten? And then he somehow, like, beams in a projection of Donald and Goofy. Yeah, he can't be there, but he can have a little Goofy hologram. Yeah, and these, these holograms, this is actually them. Like, they are talking to Sora. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why Mickey can't, but, they, but they, I guess Donald's magic is way stronger. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Mickey's a Keyblade master, but not a magician master. And Goofy, Goofy, we don't think that he's able to do that, but Goofy, as we know, is way smarter than we think. True. Uh, but unlike Pluto, he uses his intelligence for good. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they they tell Sora, like, you might not remember us, but we're close friends of yours and we'll never forget you. Even if you don't remember us, you'll always be special to us. And Sora says, it's so weird. I, I don't remember them, but I feel in my heart like I know them. And this is where Mickey says, like, yeah, you're, the, heart that, the heart that you developed over the course of your adventure is still there, even if the memories have been reset. Which is very, very similar to what happened to Sora at the end of Chain of Memories. Yeah, this is mostly a rehash for a, a, a pretty good reason, but it is just a rehash of Chain of Memories. Yeah, which is great because Chain of Memories, in a lot of ways, was a rehash of Kingdom Hearts One. <laughs> That's true. It's really a rehash just of the concept of losing your memories, I suppose. Yes, I will say if there's one thing that has surprised me about Recoded on my second watch, it's that it really doesn't feel like a rehash. 
Yeah, not in the same. It, it, it is in some ways, but it's always doing something new with it. Yes, it it is doing interesting things. Whether they're good is debatable. <laughs> yeah, that's a different question. But yeah, uh, so Sora has uh, an epiphany, which is that uh, it's not what's missing that hurts; it's what's still there. Hmm. Whatever that means, right? I feel like that's basically what we were already understanding, but just kind of reframed. But that's fine. Uh, that's that's a big that's a big moment for Sora to even get that far. It's uh, true. Yeah. And then Mickey says, "Oh, I've used up too much power." And then Donald the Goofy disappears. <laughs> I want to see what Mickey is actually physically doing. He, yeah, um, yeah. I also, it's interesting. Yeah, I want to know what what happens when he loses power exactly. He's like standing in the middle of like a ritual circle, but then he starts to get a nosebleed. Oh, okay. I can't keep channeling the spell. So he's like a movie, like psychic or whatever. <laughs> I was thinking more of like a like a Dungeons and Dragons because now I'm the one who's playing Baldur's Gate three. Got it. Well, they don't usually start bleeding because they're using their magic too hard, though. I'm thinking... no, that's just like a cliche that's in everything. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, Baldur's Gate's good though. It is. I I don't. Okay, this is off topic. I don't know if there's a way to like make your characters shower or whatever, but because they get bloodier and bloodier until you do a long rest, I think, and then they get clean again. I think you can literally um, have them throw like water on themselves. Like if you fill a bottle of water and throw it at them, that'll wash them yeah. off. Yeah. But anyway, I was I was in a conversation with uh, Lizel, the Githyanki. Mm-hmm. And the blood splatter that the game had applied to her was literally just, like, one, like, trickle of blood under her nostril, and it just looked like she had a nosebleed. Huh. Maybe she did. I guess she might have. Maybe she was Maybe she was channeling some spells in a video game. Could have been. I mean, she would never. No, she probably got just punched by a, a goblin or something. <laughs> Those goblins will mess you up in that game. They can. Anyway, uh, let's let's talk about a, a game with worse writing. <laughs> yeah, maybe. They're doing very different things. They're doing different things, yes, absolutely. I mean, I guess I don't know. I, I'm not that far. Maybe they're doing very similar things. I don't think so. I don't think there's any <laughs> computers in Baldur's Gate. <laughs> there's spaceships. Yeah, yeah. No, no computers like this. <laughs> Um, so Mickey, Donald, and Goofy all disappear, and Mickey tells Sora he'll he'll be there soon, and Sora feels very lonely, and he says, this loneliness, is this also hurt? Can I tie this in thematically, too? Uh, maybe there's a different word for it, like loneliness, but I think it's no. just hurt. <laughs> right, he's like, I feel some sort of loneliness. Could I categorize this as hurt so that I can just have another ex- excuse to say the word hurt? <laughs> uh, and he decides to use the final card going back a moment ago Sora was saying this is it's just gonna hurt I'm just gonna go through this door and meet some friends and then forget about them and I'm gonna be so sad uh, but instead he meets Pete and Maleficent his friends because they're just talking I guess actually they, this time they actually do look like they're like aggressing each other somehow <laughs> yeah I mean I I guess Beast and Bell like weren't in this game. 
Right. I guess not. I feel like that would have made more sense, but yeah, I get... You know, the stuff that ha- happened in Hollow Bastion would have been very muddled if, as Sora was, like, discovering that he has a real heart and a real Keyblade, also, <laughs> Beast is there. <laughs> yeah, that would have been too much, probably. My true friends, Donald and Goofy, and it's been nice meeting you too, Beast. They're, they're friends. They are, but, but not Data, Sora, and Beast. No. They would have just met. That's true. Yeah. No, that doesn't work. Donald and Goofy are being crushed by bug blocks, and Beast is like, um, uh, I don't know if I'm quite at that level. This isn't, I don't even know what a computer is. <laughs> uh, Data Roxas tells Sora, also, we didn't really address it, but this is weird that Roxas and Castle Oblivion are here. I mean, Castle Oblivion, Jiminy would have written about as they were walking through it. But Roxas wasn't in this journal. No, definitely not. Hmm, how did he get in here? But someone put data in here. Hmm. Roxas, uh, after Sora walks out from meeting Pete and Maleficent, his best friends, uh, Roxas is like, you must be feeling really empty right now, huh? And Sora's like, no, even if I forgot who I met in there, I know that I met them, and that means that I miss them. He has no idea. I miss Pete. I get it. Pete's Pete's my favorite character. <laughs> uh, Roxas again says that the hurt will drag him into the darkness if he doesn't let go of it. But Sora says, no, you're wrong. This hurt lets me know that what I'm forgetting is important to me, so I'm not going to run from it. And Roxas is just like grimacing. He's <laughs> like, ugh. <laughs> ugh, Sora. And this is, I guess this is just data Roxas. Yeah, never mind. Everyone here is fake. I have to remember that sometimes. Yes, and this is interesting because Data Roxas, we don't really know what sort of life he's lived as a data construct in the journal Datascape, but he is bitter in a way that Roxas never was. I mean, Roxas was angry about what his fate would be, but Roxas never, like, hated Sora. This Roxas, we get a sense that he, like, really legitimately resents Sora and his outlook on life. Well, Roxas was a little bitter towards Sora, right, when they fought inside his heart in Kingdom Hearts 2? Yeah, that felt less like he was bitter against Sora and more that he was just angry about the situation. That's fair. Yeah. Whereas this Roxas is like, I can't stand this kid. Yeah, well, I think some of it's just that this Roxas exists to make Sora understand hurt. (laughs) Right, which is sad. Like, I feel like, you know, Roxas gets the short end of the stick. This Roxas gets a simulation short end of a simulation stick. He really does, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I really can't blame him for being very angry about his situation. Um but yeah, Sora is like, my mind is made up. I'll carry this pain for as long as it takes to remember the people that matter to me. You might you might notice that I'm saying words like pain and heartache. That's because I couldn't stand to just keep typing hurt into my notes. <laughs> you broke your H key. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to stop saying heartache because I could only type artache. Uh, well, you it's artache, and you put a little <laughs> you put a little apostrophe on the front is of it. it? Uh, Sora says that the hurt is what holds the pieces in place, and he accepts that. 
And Roxas gets angry and says the classic line that people in video games love to say, which is, this isn't a game. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, and the, the, the castle sort of peels away to reveal a boss battle arena, which I, I did enjoy to see it because it is the same boss battle arena from Castle Oblivion in Chain of Memories. Oh, right. Yeah. It's like a purple void with a circular gray platform and columns. Yeah. Had some bad times <laughs> in that circle. Right. <laughs> uh, his, his theme, his battle theme starts playing and he says, uh, great, great line read from Jesse McCartney. It's way past time that you learned what real hurt feels like. Yeah, I like that. He pulls out his keyblades, he attacks Sora, and we do just cut to the end of the fight. I have seen someone fight <laughs> Roxas here. It looks absolutely horrendous. Is this more of a traditional game at this point, not some, like, weird RPG or something? Yeah. Hilariously, it's never come up in the time that we've talked about Recoded, but, yeah, there there are just, like, parts where you're running around fighting things with your Keyblade, like in the other games. Because it. it was a DS game. I think they just based a lot of it on uh, what they already had from Days. Oh, okay. Okay, that tracks. Yeah, but they, they added in little stuff from, from world to world. Uh, but, yeah, we cut to the end of the fight, and... Roxas, again, really trying to bait Sora into becoming evil, is like, finish it. <laughs> again, and an- Sora another, says no. another thing Sora would never do. Yeah. Yeah. Sora says no. And Roxas is like, oh, I get it. You understand now. I'm just made of data like everyone else here. I guess there's no point in destroying something if it never existed. Is that right? And Sora's like, oh, come on, man. That's not true. You say you're an illusion, but you certainly pack a punch. You said you'd show me true hurt, and you weren't wrong. <laughs> I love that line. Yeah, it did make me question. I'm like, has Sora understood what hurt was this whole time, or does he actually think hurt is physical? And he doesn't, <laughs> and he doesn't understand that he's having emotional hurt. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what it's like to be made of data. Maybe, maybe data heartache is the same feeling as getting punched in the chest over and over. Could be don't know what it's like that's true i don't know what it's like to be made of data i don't know what it's like to be a data guy in a journalscape it's a big thought that you know i guess that's one of the big failings of this game is that it doesn't fully communicate what it is to be a data avatar in a datascape of journal yeah well uh well re-recoded will get that right <laughs> god what a what a horrible thought. I mean, what we're watching is basically re-recoded. Oh yeah, that's true, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh so yeah, Sora says that the the hurt that he felt from Roxas was different. He said it was it was like an intense sharp pain, but it was sort of familiar like it was his own. And if this feeling can bring me closer to other people, then it can't be that bad. And Roxas has given up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever whatever I was hoping to prove, it's not going to happen. He just sighs and he tosses Sora the final card and congratulates him. Uh, and he says, he says, my role in all of this was to see if you were strong enough to take ownership of the hurt that you carry in your heart. And now that that role is complete, it's time for me to go away. And he walks into Sora and gets absorbed. Yeah, I wasn't sure at first if he got absorbed, if he went all the way through, but no, it makes sense that he got absorbed. 
Kind of. <laughs> well, Roxas will always get absorbed by Sora. Yeah, except this is a version of Sora that was recorded as data before anyone knew that Roxas existed. <sighs> oh, yeah. If you mm. really think about it, it doesn't make sense, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We, we, <laughs> we're, we're so close to done, it would be absolutely ridiculous to get hung up on stuff like that at this point. Right, yeah. I, <laughs> I just won't think about it. Yeah, I mean... Riku must data Riku must still have his memories because his true mission is to tell us that it makes sense and he hasn't completely fulfilled that just yet. He's gonna pop up one last time. <laughs> it makes sense just right before the credits start rolling. <laughs> Post credit scene. Make makes sense. Uh, so Sora, as he absorbs Roxas, he he suddenly feels all of these memories in him that he doesn't know where they came from. I mean, he knows where they came from. He doesn't know what they are. He he feels a memory of a, a comforting sunset and his first and last summer vacation. And there's a really sweet line here where Sora, like, puts his hand on his chest and says, you can rest easy. I've got you now. That was really nice. That is nice. I I think that, you know, it's very, very much in line with the Roxas moment in Kingdom Hearts 2 where he said, you make a good other, etc. Like, it's tragic that Roxas can't just be his own person, but the person that is absorbing him is like, you know, he, it's, it's a, a very, a very caring vessel, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Sora respects... For whatever that's worth to him. Yeah, Sora respects that Roxas was his own person. I'm sorry that I had to eat you, but the the calories will give me good energy to swing my keyblade around at the bad guys. Yeah. I was never really clear on why he did need to... Like, what's the harm of not having Roxas in there? Um, well... When or he when he was actually absorbed, because the, the no, he fight scene between up, them, I guess, huh? If if Roxas wasn't in there, yeah, the fight scene between them didn't literally happen. That was all in his heart. True. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He did only wake up when he absorbed Roxas. True. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Mickey catches up to him. Oh, hey, Mickey! Thanks for helping. Thanks for helping with that really hard-looking boss fight. <laughs> Uh, and Sora shows him the final card, which is a Castle Oblivion card, and says, this this card will lead us to the truth about the mysterious message. And it does, because the card takes them to Naminé's chamber with the pod that Sora was put in. Yeah, it's just there and big in the background the whole time. Yeah. Uh, and Naminé introduces herself, and Sora is confused, which makes sense. Yeah. Uh and Mickey very, very quickly explains, one time the real you lost all your memories, but then Naminé helped put them together, and it, and everything turned out okay. And Sora's like, wow, it sounds like someone should thank you. And Naminé's like, no, it's my fault, I did it, I'm the one who took your memories apart, and I'm the reason all the bugs are here in the journal. And now we get an explanation that kind of makes sense. It it does kind of make sense, because basically what happened is, in the real world, the real Naminé was working on restoring Sora's memories, and while she's digging through his memories, she finds sleeping memories in his heart that belong to people connected to him, but not him. 
and we'll we'll get to who those people are in a moment, but you can probably guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she says that's that's impossible. I thought I thought it was a mistake at first, but I I looked into it more, and I was like, there's no there's no mistaking it. There, someone else's memories are in Sora's heart. So this is they never explicitly say this, but I think the only way that this makes sense. Because the note in the journal that says thank Namine is like halfway through the journal. Whereas their hurting will be mended when you return to end it is at the very end of the journal. Did Namine just scribble that in at the end and Jiminy never noticed it until now? I feel like it was encoded in her weird hidden data or something. I wish it wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so close to an explanation that I can accept, but I don't think I'm right. No, I think it was just, it was on time release, and it eventually came out. Um, yeah, there's a lot of talk here about stuff that happens in a journal when the words are gone. Which is a shame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. And we learned something weird, too, that the bugs weren't just, like, an artifact of having data in there. It was something Nominee did on purpose to teach Sora Hurt. Yeah, she said like she did she did she specifically say that she put them in there on purpose? Yeah, well I just think that they weren't an accident. Like it was something she intended to happen basically. Uh, yeah, yeah, because this all this all was to basically test Sora on whether he can face the hurt. Yeah, exactly. And that's what the bug box were conditioning him to do apparently. I'm going to make some big red and black cubes that will hurt you. And that's very similar to the loss you feel when you forget a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she says, I I knew then that the real Sora would have to awaken those memories, but they're they're painful enough that they could be dangerous. They might they might break Sora's heart if he's not strong enough to face them. So that was why I left the message in the journal, because the journal it's got all of the memories of Sora's adventure which means that it's deeply connected to Sora's heart, which is why taking apart his memories in Chain of Memories erased what was in the journal as they went through the castle. Uh, But she says, in in the same way that Sora's memories are still in his heart, even if he can't remember them, the journal's memories are still in its pages, even if the words are gone. There's an internal logic to that that I can't deny. Yeah, I could... I buy that, I suppose, in the <laughs> the rules Kingdom Hearts has set up for itself. <laughs> I feel like it has wider implications that will never really be addressed, but that's fine. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, oh, yes, yes. This is, this is where Mickey says, uh, where did the bugs come from exactly? And Namine says, putting all of these sleeping memories in the journal... I think she's literally, like, holding up a glowing orb, yeah, which are the, the memories. Here are the memories. Open wide. Yeah, and, you know, this is, this is stuff that we've heard about from Riku before. Like, someone added some data to the journal that shouldn't have been here. This presumably is the same kind of idea of, like, how the journal was showing them memories from Riku's perspective that shouldn't have been in here. Um, so she says, adding these memories into the journal created a lot of hurt. And I was hoping that if Sora could face the bugs, he might be strong enough to face the hurt itself in the real world. Again, 
it's Vanitas sending uh, Unversed after Ventus to make him strong. Basically, yeah. People people love to send the hero to the gym. Just build him a gym next time. <laughs> right, it doesn't need to be an emotional gym. Sora just had to hit a bunch of blocks. Yeah, you could, like, send him to the gym and send him to therapy, and then maybe that'd be okay. <laughs> that would have been a very different game. <laughs> Sora is going to play Depression Quest. Oh, no. Some people have some very strong and bad opinions about that game. I don't actually know that game. That was the game that uh, Gamergate was about. Is that real? Oh, really? Oh, I'm, okay. Yeah, that Zoe Quinn made. I didn't realize that was the... the. Oh. It was all about Depression Quest. Hmm. I mean, that that was... The <laughs> it was all about Depression Quest in the, in the way that it was all about ethics in gaming journalism. It wasn't, but that's what they kept saying. Ha, huh. okay. Interesting. Yeah. And it is what Sora's going to have to do uh, in order to face these difficult memories. It's true. Yeah, Naminé says, like, I wanted to tell you in person, but my real self would have been gone by the time she could have. So she put me here in the journal, basically. Uh, and Sora just jumps in and says, I don't understand anything that you guys are talking about. So good. I love, I love Sora's being like, I don't fucking get it, but... I can tell somebody needs me to help them, so I'll do that. Yes, and great response from Nominate, where she just, like, smiles and says, like, honestly, it's okay if you don't understand what's going on, because the whole point of this was just to see if you were emotionally ready to deal with it, so it actually doesn't matter if you get it at all. <laughs> Which I feel like is maybe somebody at the Kingdom Hearts office is going, don't worry about it. The stuff that happens next you'll get, probably. <laughs> uh, next is Dream Drop Distance, so I think, uh, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, as much as I was dreading talking about this game, Dream Drop Distance has uh, had me terrified since the beginning of this podcast. Oh, that's the one I know. I actually know nothing about Dream Drop Distance. Yeah, me too, and I've played it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good. I, I, my, my gym that I've been going to is occasionally I'll read posts that claim to explain how Dream Drop Distance works. Do you get it? <sighs> Some of it. Okay. I I will say I, I understand it now, in this moment right now, a lot better than I did after I finished playing it. <laughs> so I think I think I'm ready, and I I think that talking about it on the podcast and having you uh, point out all the things that don't make sense will will force me to sharpen my mind katana. Okay. And try to figure it out. Yeah, it's really what the show's about, so that that works. That that sounds great. Yes, I've I've realized over the course of this podcast that it's actually a it's really an exercise for me to see if I can make sense of any of this. Well, we're getting and there. And it usually works. Yeah, I mean, Riku came out and said it makes sense, so you're doing a good job, and Riku said so. <laughs> he did that one for me. Yeah. That was a freebie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Naminé says, uh, just face this pain head on, and know that your friends will be there for you if it's too much for you to uh, to bear alone. And Sora says, I'm ready. And Mickey says, I'll help. Yeah. And he does. Yeah, he does help. Yeah. Because Naminé uh, says, okay, here's the memory. She hands him the big ball. 
And she <laughs> says, don't be afraid. And Mickey holds Sora's hand and they appear floating in a void, <laughs> making some very good faces. Yeah, Mickey looks like entirely stoned out of his mind for some reason in the void. <laughs> he absolutely does. Um, Wasn't that basically the same way that he looked when he was floating in the void in uh, in Birth by Sleep? Uh, but his eyes were closed there. Here his eyes are like half-lidded, you know? Oh, yeah, that's right. His eyes were closed. Yeah, he's just got his eyes like half open. Like, what oh, are we doing? Whoa. We're looking at memories? Mem- uh, and... Yeah, I don't know if that's just supposed to reflect how you feel after watching this, but it was uh, pretty close. Uh, and Namine tells them that they are about to see the hidden truths locked away in Sora's heart. And they see a vision of Roxas and Axel. And behind them, they see Namine, but not the one who's talking to them, and Shion. Yeah, this was interesting. So what was interesting about this to me is I totally get everyone being there but Axel. Mm. Because to me, Axel isn't someone that Sora has forgotten. Yeah, well, the idea is less about everyone that he's seeing here is like a forgotten person who has faded out of existence. These are like the people who are in in some sort of position where they need Sora's help depending on him getting these memories that he's got. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because I guess the one thing he... By not having Roxas's memories, he doesn't remember being friends with Axel. Right. Uh, so Axel, you know, he's he was destroyed. Yes. And more on that later. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sora doesn't have Axel's memories, but he remembers Axel through Roxas's memories. Right. Uh, here's a fun fact. Uh, Shion was not supposed to be here. Oh. When they made Days, that was supposed to be a one-off story with Shion in it. She was never supposed to come back. Oh, well, I'm glad she's back. Yeah, people ended up loving Shion, and, and they were like, oh shit, you, you actually cared that something sad happened to her? Okay, sorry. Yeah, right. Well, that's so funny, because it's like, they wrote maybe the most tragic story they've ever wrote, written for a character... And then they're like, oh, you guys like that? Weird. <laughs> well, that's why you asked uh, a week or two ago about uh, is Data Sora going to carry forward? And I feel like it's weird that he won't because his story is, I mean, it's not the same tone, but it's kind of the same deal. Like he shows up, he does a big adventure, he makes these friendships and helps everyone and then he just gets erased in the end. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Yeah, but with with Data Sora, I guess they're like we we can't. We can't, <laughs> we can't possibly consider a vision of Kingdom Hearts where like Data Sora gets I don't know, they like program him into a robot Sora that can walk around. Well, my big assumption was that like Data Sora would gain these memories that Sora needs and then become like absorbed into Sora's heart, like so many other things. Yeah, only in the sense that Sora becomes aware of it. I mean, that's that's what Mickey's letter is like. We're bringing all of this into Sora's experience, even yeah. if he wasn't there. It's just funny for it to be... For once, somebody just gets to tell somebody about something that happened instead of, like, having to be some metaphysical transference of some kind. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. That is pretty rare. Um, so, yeah. Okay, here's a question. I can't remember if this has come up in what we've seen so far, or if this is the first mention of this. Because Naminé tells Sora, when I was working on fixing your memories, Diz told me that he hid something inside of you. Yeah. Sorry, what's the question? <laughs> Have Has that come up? Um, it... Yeah, didn't it come up in the epilogue, um, to... He told Aqua, didn't he? He told Aqua that, yeah. Okay. He told Aqua that, yeah, in the epilogue. Okay, I could not remember if we had talked about that yet. Yes. I mean, that is bananas every time. Yeah, because I brought it up at the time, and I was like, what's that about? And you, I think, said I have to wait to find out. Yes, and we will find out, uh, but... (laughs) Yeah, it, it's a little bit weird that, I mean, I guess Nominee doesn't know. I guess that is like a pretty consistent thing with Kingdom Hearts is that if a character doesn't know something, they don't know it. Right. Because Ansem told Aqua that he hid, what did he tell her? I don't want to say anything if it wasn't said. What do you understand about this? I, well, I don't think that they, anyone's been explicit about what they hid inside Sora. Oh, okay. Well, um, in that case, I will back off because I, I thought that it had already been said. No, I think it, I, I felt like it was maybe implied that it was still, he said it was, it was, he said it was his way of apologizing to Sora and making up for what he had done to him. And. Okay. That, that's, so if that's, he wasn't, if he wasn't specific about what exactly it was, then I will, I will hold on to that myself. I, I really don't think so. I think it was just that, yeah, this is something that Sora needed. And I feel like it's probably some information he needs to help. A friend, but I don't know anything beyond that. Yeah, so Naminé says that all Diz would tell her is that he was clearing his conscience. Uh, and next up, we see Terra Ventus and Aqua. And she says she says something to Mickey that I feel like sounded weirdly passive-aggressive, even though it definitely wasn't intended to. Is She's like, you should understand how much those three are hurting. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was just like, yeah, you you know their whole deal, but you're right, it does sound like she's being like, Mickey, you could have done something about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the vision ends, they're back in the uh, in the pod room, uh, and Naminé says that uh, those three are still connected through Sora's heart, and Sora says he feels like they're familiar to him, and Naminé says, well, you've met two of them, and you have a very special connection with the third. This was one where it's like, just tell him about the boy and his heart. Yeah, I don't I don't know why she doesn't. I guess it, you know, much like Data Roxas said, why bother explaining something to a Data illusion that won't understand it? Yeah, and I guess he'll just forget, but Mickey won't. Yeah, he'll forget and he won't get it. Right. <laughs> uh, so Mickey says, is it is it time for Sora to call these memories to the surface? And Naminé says, I don't know, but when that day comes... Sora will be the only one who can save them. The bond that they all share will be the key. And Mickey says, I will pass this all along to the Sora and the outside world. Hope he can read. He hasn't gone to school very much, so I'm surprised that he can. <laughs> I'm surprised that he can, but we do get confirmation that he can. Yeah. Um, so uh, Sora changes the subject and he says, uh, Nominee, did you keep the promise that you made to my other self and she says yes 
Even if I'm gone now, my promise will last forever. And he says, what's what's going to happen to you now? And she says, well, it's been very well established that when a data construct does the job that it was created for, it disappears. So I guess it's like when a when a program uh, completes its run. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's not really how stuff works usually, but I'm I'm returning exit code zero. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess yeah, it hits the end of the loop and so it goes back to the beginning. <laughs> um and Sora Sora says, "Oh, I almost forgot. I have a message for you. Thank you." And Nomine smiles and fades away. That was nice, but then I did remember this isn't the real nominee. It's not, but I think considering that we've learned so much about data people having data hearts, you know, it's nice that this version of nominee does get that closure. Oh, totally. But it is just sad that I don't think real nominee is going to get that same closure. Well, I guess we'll have to find out. Okay. Uh, So Mickey finishes writing his letter to Sora Uh, He says, you need to understand that on the day that you awaken those sleeping memories, whatever you feel in your heart at that time is what he felt in his, of course, meaning Datasaur. I don't really know what that tells him. I guess just if it's painful, just keep moving forward like your data self decided. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's credits. That's credits. But wait. But wait, there's more. Yeah. Uh, we get the scene once again. I think this is our third time seeing it. Uh, Kyrie running over to Sora and Riku with Mickey's letter. Uh, and we, we get the, the end of the letter, which is, uh, I wanted to tell you about the pieces that will tie you to your future. Uh, he, he addresses all three of them and says that the truth of the Keyblade, it's been carried by so many people and now it rests with them. Those people made you who you are, Sora, and you're the only one who can end their sadness. All your journeys so far have prepared you for what's next. You're all links in one great chain of events, and the door to your next journey is ready to be opened. The end. So, sort of. is this what Kingdom Hearts 3 is about? Is Sora trying to make good on this letter? Um... I will say more or less yes. There's there's a lot of other stuff going on, but that is a big part of the plot of Kingdom Hearts 3. Man, what a wild series. I know. And you know, Mickey says everything that has happened to you so far has prepared you for what's next. That is incredibly true because Dream Drop Distance is a really strange, like, every single game up to this point has something that is important in Dream Drop Distance. Like, Dream Drop Distance, if you haven't played every game before it, there's going to be at least one thing that is going to make no sense to you. (laughs) That's, huh. Okay, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, everything up to Dream Drop Distance is unskippable, and Dream Drop Distance is unskippable because of everything up to it. (laughs) Wow. Okay. I mean, I've, I've said before, I played most of the games before I tried to play 3, but I hadn't played Dream Drop Distance, and I was absolutely lost. That doesn't seem like a good way to set up your 
last big game, but uh, nope. you know that's Kingdom Hearts. That's Kingdom Hearts. Uh, so that's that's the the main ending, but we do get some secret endings. Uh, the first one is called Signs of What's Next. This was added for Recoded. This was not in the original uh, mobile version. Ah. Um. Uh, so for, fortunately, you don't have to do anything to unlock these when you watch it as a movie. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, we're at Yen Sid's tower, and Mickey says that he he thinks they're pretty close to finding Ventus's heart, and next he's going to start working on finding Terra, and. Yen Sid starts wondering aloud, what is Master Xehanort going to do next? And Mickey's like, what do you mean? That guy's dead as fuck. Yeah, we, we killed him twice. He cut himself in half and we killed both halves. And Yen Sid says, well, you know, I never bothered telling you this. <laughs> but uh, the thing about that is when a heartless is destroyed, it releases the heart. We know that. Yeah. But also when a nobody is destroyed, it releases the body. And the nature of a body and a heart is to be one. So when you destroyed Ansem and Xemnas, it means that Xehanort, the old man, is going to come back. It feels like it shouldn't work like that. But the logic sound, he said it, you know, they're both released, so they're both there. <laughs> Mickey gets a little a little uh, vibration on his phone and pulls it out and Data Riku is there and he's like, it makes sense. It makes, makes sense. sense. Sorry. 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 <laughs> Gotta go. Bye. <laughs> My job here is done. Goodbye. Now I can't remember anything. Uh, and yeah, he says, you know, Xehanort, he's a, a real crafty son of a bitch. He doesn't say that, but uh, <laughs> I'm I'm sure that he will have a number of plans already in place for his eventual return. And we've got a problem, which is that Sora and Riku are not Keyblade Masters like you. And he says, one of the most ominous lines in Kingdom Hearts, Would a single one of you suffice if what you faced was not a single one of him? Uh-oh. I think we're about to find out what Nording is. <sighs> yep, I've been waiting a long time for it, but I knew it was coming. He says that cryptic thing, and Mickey says the only thing you can say to that, which is... What? What do you mean? <laughs> what the What the hell? You're not saying... Oh, God! Oh! Kingdom Hearts 3 sounds like it's gonna be a real mess! <laughs> is this stuff gonna come up in Dream Drop Distance, or just Kingdom Hearts 3? Dream Drop Distance really, like, flows directly into 3. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Yensid tells Mickey to summon Sora and Riku to show them the Mark of Mastery. Which he's saying they need to show him the Mark of Mastery, right? He is saying Sora and Riku are going to take the Mark of Mastery exam. Yeah, right. Because there's just a weird way of saying that. Because yes. the, the way he says it, it's like he's going to pull a little token out of his pocket and show it to him and see this is the Mark of Mastery. <laughs> He he's saying it is time for Riku and Sora to demonstrate whether they are prepared yeah. to be named Keyblade Masters. I knew that. I just the way he said it was I didn't like it. Anyway, <laughs> it's time for for uh, Sora and Riku to like roll up their sleeves and show us the little the little mark of mastery that they have on their upper arms. Wait, my, my birthmark. When we put them together, they, 
They make a mark of mastery. <laughs> it's just a keyblade. <laughs> How do we never notice that? Wow. We then get secret ending part two. This is the last one, and then the game will be truly over. Uh, this one is called Destiny, and this one was this one was not in the DS version. This is an a a movie version exclusive. Yeah, and I would like you to to tell me how you understand this. I don't want to summarize this because I get it, and I'm curious if you get it. Oh boy, I didn't take notes on this part. Um, well, oh no. <laughs> Well, uh, uh, okay, well... Okay, I can I can give you the very concrete things that happen. Well, yeah, I know one of the things that happens is you see Bragg, and you see, um, you see Ansem in, which is Terra Ansem, or Terra Xehanort, sorry, you see Terra Xehanort, and then you see a bunch of bodies lying on the floor, um, of all the other experimenters... And I will say you've gotten at least one thing completely wrong. <laughs> Have I? Okay, go yeah. for it. Uh, which I mean, that's that's good because I'm I'm trying not to spoil anything needlessly. Uh, yes, we are in Ansem's computer room. We are seeing through Bragg's eyes, and yeah, we see uh, his fellow Ansem's apprentices all on the floor. Yeah, and he says, "It's great to hear his voice again." That was more difficult than I thought, but at least things are back on track. It was good. I, his eyes are yellow now, though. He's got yellow eyes. He does. Uh, also, it should be said, um, if I remember correctly, well, I'll, I'll ask you what you think. Are these Lee, Isa, Alias, Ienzo, Evan, and Dylan, or are these Axel, Syx, Lexius, Zexion, Vexen, and Zaldin? I think it's the second ones. But I, I I saw them only for a second, so. So I I will say this is following up on what Yen Sid was saying. Their nobodies have been destroyed. Mm-hmm. So these are them being recompleted. Oh, oh, yes. okay. I thought this was maybe a because I saw this as a flashback to, um. I guess whenever they made the old apprentices into nobodies, that's how I interpreted yes. this scene. I I can see why you thought that. I think I thought that at first when I watched this originally, but there's there's a few a few clues here of when when this is happening. Uh, he says Lord Zemnis isn't here, so the party must have already begun, which means Lord Zemnis didn't come back as. Apprentice Xehanort, he came back somewhere else as Master Xehanort. Oh. And there's a there's an unseen figure standing next to him that says, yes, that's true. And Bragg says, Xehanort's really scary. It's like he can see into your mind and no one knows what he really wants. And he, he turns to this other guy and says, do you even know what's going on in your own head? Do you know who this is? You said that it was Apprentice Xehanort. I thought it was. It is not. Oh. So I won't I won't say anything on who it is. Uh so you <laughs> uh you you said you don't have any notes on this part? I didn't, yeah. Okay, then I'll just keep describing it. Okay. Um so the the other person 
uh, who's a uh, sort of younger looking guy says, and he, he does have the yellow eyes. He white does. Brig. Uh, he says, I, I will be led wherever I am destined to go. And Brig is just like, okay, so no, you don't know what's going on in your own head. <laughs> <laughs> Should I recognize this person? Um, yes and no. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll see him in dream drop distance and you'll, you'll understand who he is. Okay. All right, good. I feel better about it. Cause yeah, he, he, well, he just has that Xehanort look to him mostly, I guess, cause of the yellow eyes mm-hmm. and he did appear like a little more tan, like Xehanort sometimes like, and yeah, it's the only, the only guy who has a tan. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I said that like it was sarcastic, but he is legitimately the only guy who has a tan. And Waka, who is obviously an, another Xehanort. <laughs> That's true. Um, I mean, uh, maybe. No comment. Shit. I'll have to cut that. That's why Waka's so intolerant. <laughs> um, so the the unknown boy says, uh, every Keyblade Master has bequeathed a Keyblade of his own. Which means that with the passing of time, more and more Keyblades have been forged, but none is more ancient than Master Xehanort's. That Keyblade is my destiny, even if it hasn't become a reality yet. And Bragg asks if this is all connected to the ancient Keyblade War, but then he doesn't wait for an answer and just just openly says out loud, Whatever, I got my hands full with plans of my own. <laughs> uh, he's the best. I guess he's lucky that Xehanort isn't here to hear that. I kind of think Xehanort doesn't care about that. I feel like it's something he he's like, I don't, Bragg, you can do your own thing as long as you do my thing, too. That's true. Bragg did one time shoot at him a hundred times, and Xehanort just stood there like, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. You can be mad at me. Yeah. Uh, and then he, he turns and gestures to the apprentices lying on the floor and says, Which poor soul will it be? And the boy smiles, and he... Did you catch what this was? No. It's really, really fast. Because he smiles, and he starts to say a name, but he is immediately interrupted by the Shing Reconnect Kingdom Hearts. Oh, am I supposed to... Yeah, I I just thought I got interrupted. I didn't realize I could glean something from that. It's really, really stupid, but we do hear the first letter of this name. He goes, And then I spoiled it after I specifically said that I wouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't have revealed that. I don't remember if that's a spoiler. Eh. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like a small one. Uh, That's recoded. What a wild ending. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. I mean, I do like that it is setting up... um, this is what I was saying earlier about how I feel like the main things we learned are things that we already knew, which is that, like, Sora has a bunch of people in his heart, and there's people out there he's forgotten that he needs to go help. These are things we knew, but Sora didn't know, and right. so he learned those. There is, I guess, still the lingering question about what sort of, what data Ansem put inside him. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true, and now Mickey knows about that, which means Sora will presumably also know about it. Yeah. And I am like, why didn't Data Nominee tell us what that is? But I guess she doesn't know. Oh, she doesn't know. It's just in there. Yeah, she, she said the only thing Diz would say was that he was clearing his conscience, and he refused to say anything else. Oh, okay. I thought maybe she could have found it, but she, okay, she hasn't found it either. But yeah, yeah, because 
Yeah. That means it must not be in his memories. It's just in some way, like, encoded into him, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. That will never make sense. Don't don't get your hopes up. Does it come back up? Yes. I, I, will, I will say that that will be answered by the end of Dream Drop Distance. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, Recoded is so weird because it... You don't realize for almost the entire game that the whole story is basically nominee maneuvering pieces into place for what is to come next. Yeah. Yeah. But the bulk of how those pieces are maneuvered into place are completely irrelevant to anything because it's data Sora having data adventures. Yeah. And like all the BS with like Pete and Maleficent as well. Although that brought Maleficent's story forward a bunch, apparently. Yes, and I I honestly don't remember if they are in Dream Drop Distance. I think they might not be. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm excited for Dream Drop Distance because it's absolutely buck wild, but also it's such a mess. <laughs> That's alright. I'm I'm down for the Buck Wild. Just uh you know, hopefully there's less standing around in a room talking about hurt. <laughs> yeah you know a lot of kingdom hearts games i don't know that we've really gotten into this but a lot of kingdom hearts games have like one sort of central concept that they're about like chain of memories is about memories mm-hmm. uh coded is about like i don't want to just say hurt but it's about hurt uh dream drop distance we will try desperately to understand what it's about three five eight days over two is about like this the sort of passing of time and the 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 things that can happen over the course of of a year and the the mundanity that makes life what it is and stuff like that yeah uh and recoded for 80 percent of it is not really about anything (laughs) and then at the very end it's like oh by the way the whole thing was about trauma (laughs) about trauma and the (laughs) And remembering your friends. Yeah. Well, there is something they say at one point, which is like, you take this hurt and you share it with someone and it brings you closer together, right? I think there was something about that. Yeah, Sora said yeah. like, it was after he uh, fought Roxas, he was like, if if feeling your hurt brings me closer to understanding you, then carrying around a little hurt can't be all that bad. Yeah, and I actually like that. That's a that's a profound thing. I like that. Yeah, it is. Um. It was in the middle of a lot of other stuff I didn't care as much about, but that part was good. <laughs> yeah, I I would say I didn't I didn't think I would, but overall I do actually like this game. It's really different. Yeah, I like this better than I probably like it better than Days. Maybe probably I had a better time with it than than I did watching Days. Yeah, even though like Days has some really strong stuff, it's also very weak for a long time. In between that. Um, yeah, whereas this, the weak, irrelevant parts, I still thought that they were fun. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think, yeah, Chain of Memories, I think was, I kind of remember being a bit of a slog too. And mm-hmm. this, I think, is better than that as well. But These are these are some bold, bold takes. <laughs> people probably won't like that I've said these things. but um, I, I will say, as, as a, I mean, it, it's tough because there's the question of like playing the game versus watching the game. Playing the game in terms of how fun is the gameplay, 
I, by all accounts, the gameplay of Coded is probably more fun for most people than the gameplay of Chain of Memories. I think the the larger story of Chain of Memories is one of my favorites of the side games, if we can call them that. But yeah, um, yeah I I I like Coded. I'll say it. I like it. Yeah. Other than how much I hate the fucking computer at the beginning, but I eventually <laughs> got over it because I. <laughs> just had to keep hearing about it so yeah and um, and for me it's the fact that stuff is happening in the journal before anything has happened yeah these are the things we will never be okay with truly yeah but uh, yeah big picture it was fun yeah uh dream drop distance i don't know how long that one's gonna be because this one i i i was sure that it would be one week boy was i wrong about that imagine us trying to do this in a week no way uh dream drop distance is going to be one of the longer ones i want to say it's i want to say it's about as long as birth by sleep okay well that's pretty that's pretty long then yeah it's as far as the non-numbered games go it's one of the longer ones um but yeah that's that's what's in our future dream drop distance next um we've got a fragmentary passage not to be confused with the fragmentary passage that i think we might do that and then get into union cross okay and that'll be really something when are we going to do melody of memory that is the most recent game that has oh come so it out. actually is after kingdom hearts 3 okay yes melody of memory is like setting up what is going to come next it feels really wild to end our show doing that after kingdom hearts 3 <laughs> I mean, Melody of Memory is literally going to be one episode. It's short enough that we could very well fit it into a, a Kingdom Hearts 3 episode if we wanted to. It might make more sense, but yeah, all right. We'll, we'll get to that when we get to that. I mean, you say end our show. Kingdom Hearts is going to go forever. They're going to make a million games. Oh, right. Put it on hiatus, I mean, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Once <laughs> the thought that there will be a, a phase of this podcast where I am playing Kingdom Hearts Pokemon Go, and I'm, like, walking around my neighborhood trying to get cutscenes to take notes on <laughs> I feel like I just maybe wait for someone else to put them online. <laughs> I want to play the game. I don't know if it'll be good, but I, I'm very excited to give it a try when it's out. Yeah, I burned out on Pokemon Go pretty quick, so I don't know. I never played Pokemon Go. I played Pikmin Bloom which I thought was fun until it became very clear that there's nothing to do with that game. Yeah, I think, like, Pokemon Go, like, it was fun to go walk around and catch a Pokemon, but then the game was not really much of a game. I, I've i heard that there's a lot to it now. I think there's a ton but... to it now. I think I just didn't keep with it, basically. But, yeah. I've been hearing really good things about uh, Monster Hunter Next, I think it's called. Oh, Apparently, people are really excited about that one. I'm signed up to get into the beta, but I haven't heard back. Okay. So, until then, I will not go outside for any reason. Good call. You do that. I'm on strike. You might break your elbow if you do that. So, it's a good good, good call. Um, Anything else? We... This is Wish Us Duck. This is Wish Us Duck. There's a a lot that we can say here. Uh... I kind of want to say I'll I'll sh- it's way past time you learned what real hurt feels like. Okay. I think I can actually do the vo- I practiced a bit today. So if, nice. it if it doesn't happen I'm just having some sort of strange stage fright. 
It's Wabba's time to look well, well, look fast. I wasn't happy with that one. Not too bad. Alright. He said to himself. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to take one more run at it and yep. I'm going to try to do it fast because that last one was really agonizingly slow. Yeah. That felt a little better. That was good. Mine wasn't good, but at least I could do it without my throat just not making noise. So that was good. <laughs> yeah, you, you found it after last time for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, shall we shall we dive to the wiki now? Yes, I would love to dive to the wiki. Um, and I think you should go with your first instinct on this. Actually, uh, that we were you talking- want me to choose? We got we got a couple. Oh, we're gonna choose. Okay, yeah. Oh, I mean, we don't have to. Well, I thought that y- you wanted to do one in particular, and I think we should just do that one. Okay. Well, we said last time, so we do have to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we're gonna read about. Noe zero zero a slash destiny's reach. Hmm, that's an interesting word. Reach. I've heard that in video games before, but not really. Oh in... my god, I didn't even think about that. Not even not in kingdom not in Kingdom Hearts context. I wonder what that's about. I didn't think about that. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell me about Noe? Well, sure. So. Well, I'm going to read some stuff about Noe, and then uh, maybe I'll get to some other stuff. I'm going to say some, you know, Noe is somewhat silent and scheming, um, clumsy at times. She remains calm even even until life or death situations. Yukuri Shitene is her motto in translation. It means take it easy. A preference of hers is to use a sniper if she's not skilled at close quarters combat. And unlike other Spartans, she is not obedient and usually makes decisions for herself. She is, oh no! She is less positive and talkative, unlike her past form. Her past form? What does that mean? Yeah. Uh, so I, I like how What's I think we alluded the, to this last time. I like how the like template boxes on this wiki are so passive aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> this one says, "I just want things to go back to the way they were." This article needs to be restructured. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, this is Master Chief Petty Officer Noe 00A, a, a Spartan 2 class assigned a noble team in Respawn. And she's a playable noble character for Destiny's Reach, Kingdom Hearts, against Ayano Katagiri. Ayano Katagiri? Is Which, she a fucking... Is she the Arbiter? Uh, her title is The God That Failed, actually. The God That Failed? Yeah. Having a, the ability to edit reality, making her title The, the God That Failed. Yep. Uh, and you would hope it'd be the Arbiter, but it's just a girl in skippy clothes and a, with a cannon arm. Oh my god, yeah, I was like, what am I looking at here? That is, either she has a cannon arm, or they were like, an excuse to not draw one of the hands and one of the feet. <laughs> She's 13 at a set age, cannot age any further. Ew. She is from Reach, from Halo. Oh, being overexposed to the neutral left her left eye exterminated her seal and forcibly using her gias with the ability to alter reality. Once she thinks of changing anything, she activates her gias and uses it, even if it isn't intentional. Her clothes are now a Japanese schoolgirl uniform or sailor fuku. That is not true. No. 
She's wearing short shorts and a cape. And nothing else. Yeah. Her hairbands changed along with her weapons from using guns to swords. She has a more Japanese theme towards her clothing. Now that's true. Oh, apparently that's a cyber Muramasa. That's what we're looking at. Is Muramasa from something? Muramasa is just like a legendary katana. Oh, I see. Yeah. It said Gias, and I'm, I don't know if that's from Code Gias. I don't even know is if that, that's how you say that. Is that pronounced Gias or Gayas? I kind of thought it was Gayas. Well, I don't know that I feel okay saying that on my podcast. Oh, whoops. Yeah, I didn't even, I just think that's little, how it's pronounced. Little, little Code Homie Gayas. I just think that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that word is. Yeah. It's, well, sorry, my GK. Yeah. I, I <laughs> Maybe if I did, wasn't an engineer, I'd know what that means, but I but I am. So It says um, that it's, it's pronounced Gias. It is Gias? Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. Um, boy, anything else about Noe that we should read? I think. Um, Do we have any quotes? Uh, no. well, Noe has summons. One of them is Bungie. The flaming ninjas are here. This time in <laughs> Destiny's Reach, Noe zero zero A's helmet in normal mode will burn. It cannot be used in rewind EX mode. Plus five percent on attack and ten percent on defense. Enemy stats down by twenty percent for thirty seconds. Now. You mentioned Rewind EX mode. Can you tell me about Respawn EX mode? I can. The camera switches and becomes an FPS or TPS camera. Thank God. Alternate armor, which is the haunted helmet of Respawn. End of sentence. Wait. Sorry, hold on. Hold on. I just thought about what they just said. The camera switches to become an FPS or TPS camera. That means that until then, it's not in first or third person. It's been a text adventure until now. It's a se- it's a second person camera. <laughs> it's just it's just showing you playing the game, <laughs> smiling, going, "I love it." <laughs> um, let's see, blah blah blah. The her her notable move is Hell Spartan that forces the enemy to lose negative five percent HP per second. Which seems... oh no, you're healing them. Oh no. This mode is powerful, however, it is mostly suggested for players with skill as her <laughs> HP is low. It also there's also a line here that says she is incredibly strong, having incredibly low life, similar to the gameplay of Halo. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. I, I was thinking it was like that scene in the Doom movie where it becomes a first person thing for a little bit. Her name is a pun of the actual Masty, ma- Masty. Her name is a pun of the actual Master Chief Petty Officer's personal code that is N00A, which is possible that Noe is not her real name. Huh. All right. That's good. Um, there was something about her having a benevolence mode, but they didn't really expand on that, and I wanted to know more about which what that was. Which is surprising because she was created by a user named Malevolence. Yeah. I wanted to know more about the ameliatory benevolence that, that maybe we have here. <laughs> I love ameliatory. It's really hard to say. Amelioratory benevolence. Mm-hmm. Um, does does Ayano have any? Ah, no quotes. That's too No bad. quotes. Malevolence doesn't believe in quotes, but uh, Ayano Katagiri does have an EX burst called Judgment by, repe- by repetitive... By... <laughs> That's a tough one. 
By repetitively tapping X in the 360 controller, judgment can be executed. Multiple gunfires followed by a swift execution using the Cyber Muramasa can inflict high damage against the enemy and will decrease his stats by 5% and decreasing her attack by 5%. She only attacks... So it makes the fight take longer. <laughs> yeah, what? Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, it's inflicting high damage. My mistake. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what that means then. Um, this is heartbreaking because there's a, a link at the bottom. It's a, a table for Destiny's Reach Kingdom Hearts, and it says show, but you click on it and nothing happens. Uh, but if you click the words, it does bring you to Destiny's Reach Kingdom Hearts. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll maybe we'll read about this next time because there's a lot. There's a lot here. There is. There is. Oh, I, I don't want to spoil myself. I, I see the list of worlds and I, I see some things. I'll close it. I'll close it. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll put this in my notes for next time. Yeah, I do want to just. I know we're kind of cl- finishing up on that. I want to put this one in the chat just so you can see another person. Maybe we could read about. <laughs> Should I say his name? Yeah, sure. Uh, maybe maybe another time we will read about Johnny Madman, <laughs> or is it Johnny Madman? I think it's Johnny Madman. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Madman, sir. <laughs> Uh, good times. Yeah. Always great to check in on the wiki. It's a shame that all of these articles are 10 years old and nothing new is being written. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've never tried to look at new. I don't know if that's even a thing I can do. The most recent, like, blog post on the website was from, like, six years ago. So I'm assuming these are all dead. Oh, that's sad. Oh, well. Well, they need a new game needs to come out so the kids can come back and start writing again. Yeah. Yeah. That'll do it, even though that didn't happen when Kingdom Hearts 3 came out. Oh, I guess not, huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, that's it, I think. We didn't get any questions this week, because everyone understands Coded perfectly. Yeah. That's right. But that's fine. If you have questions, you can send them to cohost.org slash soundsaboutlight slash ask. Or you can post them in the Discord. It's less convenient, but... I'll take them. Yeah. If you want to make my life harder. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess you're not on co-host, but you should be, so. I'm on co-host. Yeah, I'm on co-host, too. Or did you mean the listeners? The, no, I'm talking about the, yeah, I'm talking to the listeners. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was like, I'm sure that we've interacted on co-host. There's no way that you wouldn't know. I say it every week. No, I, I finished, uh, I finished what I was doing on there, so I forgot all about it now. (laughs) <laughs> every time i hit the send post button the 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 last hour of my life just becomes a blank wow that's probably I accidentally implied that it takes me an hour to post <laughs> i mean for me it does i have to get over all my nerves about what i'm gonna put out there so <laughs> i don't have those hmm. Anyway, you can find my my posts. Right now, they're mostly about how I don't like Starfield. They are at cohost.org slash positive stress. Uh, I haven't posted a lot recently, but you can still find them at cohost um, Achilles Heelys. So uh, you can also listen to my other podcast, Doctor Huh, where we have just watched... I already forgot about it. The Lie of the Land. And now we're going to be going back once again to the Tenant era with the Age of Steel, which I think will have some Cybermen in it. Woohoo! Fun. I do love Cybermen.
We love the Cybermen. Also, there's a new uh, extra credit that I'm on uh, oh. about the subreddits and TV tropes forums for world building. I'll have to catch up on that as well. It's a it's a great place to hear names that have X's in them. <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything else out recently, but you know. You can always go listen to old F plus episodes. That's a good thing. That's a good use of your time. I often um, do. I guess I just want to shout out a thing I think is cool, which is on the show Shelled by Genre, Ironicus directed like a cool play from the Book of the New Sun, uh, like as mm. an audio drama. And I think it's pretty neat. I mean, without the context of knowing the Book of the New Sun, it might not mean a lot to you, but I guess just listen to Shelled by Genre and then you might get it and you can appreciate the cool thing that Ironicus did. So Nice. You can also uh, watch him and Chip Cheesem play Kingdom Hearts. Oh, you could do that too. Let's Play channel. Yeah. It's a shame that they're only on Kingdom Hearts 1, so we can't ask him to be... There will never be a point where we can have him on the podcast. Yeah. Although, well, yeah. They're always probably pretty far ahead of actually what they're showing on their channel, but probably not that far ahead. <laughs> probably not that far. I mean, Chip has said that <laughs> that they have no promise that they're ever going to do any more Kingdom Hearts games, which is absolutely, absolutely fair. Yeah, that's that's totally fair. <laughs> so that's the plugs for this week. We're also, we're hosted on noisepace.xyz, where you can listen to podcasts like the new podcast, Local Service Only, about The Prisoner. You can listen to uh, you can listen to video game the movie the podcast. Uh, Lauren and I just recently watched the Ace Attorney movie, which I'm pretty sure they have an episode on. Oh, that's fun. It's a, it's a it's a fun movie. Is it a good movie? Well, yeah, I've never seen that. Um, it's it's a it's pretty wild. <laughs> okay. Um, and I think that's all. Yeah, I mean, I I've been listening to Zero to Zero as they now just watch Japanese Spider Man. Uh huh. Which is pretty good. <laughs> I haven't gotten to that yet. I'm 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 stuck on I'm stuck on one extremely long we hate movies that we've been listening to for like a week now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know, it made me it makes me kinda wanna watch Japanese Spider Man, so that's good. Yeah. It it I I haven't listened yet. I wanna I wanna listen and I wanna watch Japanese Spider Man. Knowing that it exists at all makes me just want to watch more common writer, <laughs> to be honest. Sure. Tokusatsu, yeah. turns out pretty fun it's pretty fun yeah i just want to see i, I want to see for myself spider-man crawling really slowly up the corner of a building <laughs> i have seen clips of it and they're pretty good yeah well that's it for this week like we say at the end of every episode in the immortal words of an apparently immortal man who we will be seeing again soon it turns out gayblade gayblade and in the Less immortal words of a very mortal duck who won't be around forever. Oh, no. <laughs> Bye. Bye. When I added these memories to the journal, I also added all this hurt. I thought that maybe if you fought the bugs that sprang from these memories, you might learn to face the hurt in the memories themselves. So that's what it was. I didn't realize you had to go through so much trouble to get us to investigate this hurt, Nominee. I'm sorry. I wish I could have told you this in person. But the real me is gone. She doesn't exist now. 
Uh, guys? You kinda lost me a few minutes ago. You don't have to understand it. <laughs>